Goodness gracious. Welcome to More Than Money. That's a new, uh, actually we've used that in the past, but that's a, that's an upbeat. That's not Natalie Merchants. No, thing. it's not. That's okay. the song for the birthday boy. Yeah. It's, uh, gosh. Uh, very kind of you to remember. Thank you, sir. Of course, uh, my cohort to my left created the problem. <laughs> when I mentioned last week <laughs> that Gene's birthday was yesterday. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep, yep. Um, welcome to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson. You've got Alyssa Young. You've got uh, Mr. John Elliott at the ready to uh, assist you in any way that we are able. And, yep, it was my birthday. It wasn't so bad. You got. Oh, no. I have no complaints no. about birthdays. Are birthday you lunch, birthday dinner. Mm-hmm. Went to see John Mulaney. He was so funny. <clears throat> I just, there were parts of it that I tell you what, whether you like the guy or not, he's very, very funny. And I really enjoyed the show. And, uh, oh, wait a second. That wait, wasn't me. No, that wasn't you. That was me. Oh. I know. Easy to get confused about where So much you happening. Were. So much yeah. happening. Yeah. I went to see John Mulaney last where, night. Where did I go? You went to Point Phillips Hotel for a birthday dinner. <laughs> it was great. It was fantastic. Um, it was uh, for us coming from the north. We got off on 512, mm-hmm. took a right, and drove uh, 4,000 miles into nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we crossed uh, the Ukrainian border, uh, went into the Antarctic, uh, right next to the Shackleford. Uh, they just found the ship that went down, the Shackleford <laughs> ship. And then turned left and then went there forward. There it was. And there it was. Like My first time, I was, a, uh, I was a rookie. I was a rookie. Wow. At, that is a great place. It is in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's only a 15-minute drive from my house, but it feels like it should be farther because you're driving aimlessly on dark back roads into the depths of Moore Township. <laughs> it was way well, back I'll tell you what, the drive to the Mohegan Sun Arena was very similar. Once we got off of Route mm. 80, mm-hmm. we're on 115 for 20 miles. Uh, uh, easily. And it's like, we're, where are we going? It was bizarre, honestly. Like, why aren't we there yet? It took an hour, and which isn't that long, but when you're on the highway, it feels different. Oh, sure. <laughs> it was weird. And then all of a sudden... We're in Wilkes-Barre. <laughs> well, I would think, you know, Zach being a scientist, he would have found a better way. But, hey, what are you going to do? He's directionally challenged. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Speaking of challenged, welcome. You've got more than money. You've got Gene Dickinson. You've got Alyssa Young. You've got three different ways that you can join us this morning. So if you wish, that would be very, very kind of you. Uh, you can call. Um, I'm not going to use Mr. Sunshine this morning. Look out there. Goodness. Um, original forecast had it turning to snow around noon and, uh, is eight o'clock kind of around noon? I don't, not really, but it is, uh, snowing pretty consistently now. Uh, when I came down at O dark 30, which wait a second, it's still O dark 30 out there. Um, when I came down, it was uh, solid rain, low forties, not really an issue. And now, Hmm. Looks like it could be an issue. I see they've updated the uh, projection three to six for the Lehigh Valley and four to eight up where we are. And who knows? It's going to be cray-cray. Be careful out there. Actually, the best advice I can give you, stay right where you are, adjacent to your radio. (laughs) 
Be safe, be sound. Have your questions asked and answered. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Send Alyssa your emails. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Uh, you can shoot me an email as well, gene at askmtm.com. And if you would like crystal clear sound from wherever you have access to the Internet, you go to morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the Listen Live button, which magically appears every Saturday morning right around this time. Disappears right around 10 o'clock because that's when we wrap for the week. And... Um, Gosh, you've got live iHeartMedia fed um, more than money. And if you have a question, you hit the uh, more ask, well, ask Gene button, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Oh, very nice. Um, I have to say thank you to everybody. The uh, um, loudmouth next to me that made the announcement <laughs> last week. So many of you, so very kind. Uh, goodness. Um, lots of folks. Um, Lots of folks, sadly, I think, bemoan another birthday. Oh, it's another birthday. Are you kidding? It's fabulous um, and, and way better than the alternative. Uh, you want to end your birthdays? Not really. Uh, so just so many emails, so many messages, so many Facebook posts, so many cards, so many gifts. Oh, my gosh. Just crazy. Yeah, it's nice. Wonderful. Just just wonderful. So I, I, from the bottom of my heart, I thank all of you. Um, and now that I found the Point Phillips Hotel, I'm just, gosh, I'm just so excited about next year. <laughs> you don't have to wait till your birthday to go back. That's true? Mm-hmm. It's not like a rule. No. You can eat there anytime. Do, do they have like lunches and stuff? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't know. What I've only ever been there once. I, I talk about green as a... Yeah, I've I, been there maybe Five times, I think. So I'm lucky compared to you. Yeah, I'm real lucky. Um, and you had the whole Mulaney thing. So that's... Yeah. Um, people should go to our Facebook page, the MTM Financial Group Facebook page, to see the picture of our team celebrating your birthday lunch yesterday. There's lots of birthday wishes for you there also. And that was from Daily Grind in Bath. Um, apparently, we, uh, we, we can create... Uh, yeah, we create problems whenever we mention food. Do you, you want to yeah, share this yeah. one? <laughs> we have an email that says, you had to mention Nazo Nut on the show yesterday. The good news is we're going up to Rosetto to see our two little granddaughters, and Nazo Nut was on the way. <laughs> <laughs> so if we endorse your food establishment on the show, um, expect a um, an influx of uh, business, I guess. Indeed. <laughs> we um, know our food. I mean, it's me especially. I'm a... Uh, and Food and this, this gentleman, a long, <laughs> long time friend, um, mentioned his granddaughters. And I said, well, don't be chintzy. How about shooting us some pictures? How about those oh, babies? Oh, my goodness. Uh, and the one little one from North Carolina. Oh, my gosh. She looked like a doll. L- literally a baby doll. Yes. Um, rosy cheeks and huge blue eyes and the tiny little mouth. And mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. Adorable. Adorable. Well. Good genetics. I mean, not his, but his wife's. <laughs> really good genetics. Really, really good. 610-720-7900. Uh, Gene at AskMTM.com. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Uh, gosh, there was... Oh, Gunther's going to stop in in a bit, and he'll talk about the Boathon. Uh, anything that we need to catch up on before we go to emails? Mm, maybe. 
maybe we should talk about the uh, CPI number for February. Sure, go ahead. Um, that was what Thursday. We've got the mm-hmm. news that um, that that's the consumer price index, um, a, an inflation measure, was seven point nine percent in February since last February. That's the highest since January of nineteen eighty two. And Let's see, nineteen eighty-two, uh, Jimmy Carter. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Go ahead. Um, without food and energy, which is silly, but that's what they call core inflation. And mm. uh, that was a six point four percent increase. But gas, groceries, and shelter were the prices that rose the most. And everybody needs gas, groceries, and shelter. Yeah, there's no reason to put those into the core CPI. Of course not. It's um. As a governmental agency, you certainly wouldn't want to be accurate in your numbers and give anybody something that would be useful. <laughs> You'd want to kind of carve that out. But then again, um, let's see. I've, was that a uh, aftershock? I just felt? Goodness. Um, I filled the tank yesterday at $5.20 a gallon. Ew. Oh, ew, ew is right. <laughs> Actually... That was not the phrase I used. I used much more adult language than you. That's gross. Um, what's gross is uh, leadership that says there's just nothing we can do. Well, um, they're counting on the American public having a short memory. And fortunately for at least 85 million of us, uh, we don't have a short memory. We know that 18 months ago, crude oil was $36 a barrel. I could fill up my tank for $30. And uh, 18 months later, what's different? What's different? Let me think out loud. It's Putin's fault. Oh, it's Putin's fault. Yeah, I think the last 40 cents of this is Putin's fault. I think the balance of that is we've got a, it's one of the rare times where we see a direct contrast in fiscal policy. Rare times where you can go, this is how we approach things. This is how they approach things. Here, we're paying remarkably wonderful prices for gasoline. Here, we're being gouged beyond belief. Direct comparison within a very short period of time. Oh, heck, short period of time. It was midsummer when the prices were already uh, uh, rocketing up, Mm -hmm. and we got our first uh, fuel oil delivery long before Putin decided to do his insanity, sociopath, bonehead that he is. Um, And... Diane, even Diane, who's a very mellow person, went, WTF? What is, look at the <laughs> price on this. Are you crazy? Yeah, yeah. pretty pretty whacked. Yeah. Pretty whacked. That's a Speaking term. of pretty whacked, joining us in the studio, do you want to grab a mic over there? You Sorry, can use this one if you want. Yeah, it was Mike. Go ahead. John will share. John's always willing to share. He's got the. And when you say speaking of pretty whack, you're mostly referring to the pretty part. Uh, um, uh, sure, we can go with that. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> we, so, we, that, that would be... Uh, it's a much bigger boost to the ego. And by the time 12.04 comes, I'm going to need a massive boost to wow, the ego. Wow, wow. For uh, the, the folks out there, uh, my folks are your folks, your folks are my folks. Me casa es su casa. have no idea where that came in. Bottom line is a uh, big day today. Bolathon for the Center for Animal Health and Welfare. Mm. 
and uh, bowling down at Jordan Lanes at high noon. Everybody wondering, are we still doing it? Yes, the teams are bowling at 10 o'clock. They're, uh, still, they're still doing the bowling, so if you've got the pledges, come on in and bowl. Uh, if you don't want to come out, we're going to uh, think we're streaming it, or at least we'll tape it and, and post it later. Uh, but I'm rolling the ball around 12.02 for all the marbles. So big thank you to the Venar dealerships for sponsoring this. Iron Telephone for the phones. John Gebhardt for the team trophy. Jordan Lanes, incredible help mm. from them. Uh, giving up the lanes, not only giving us the lanes for free, but they're not making money because we're using them. Uh, and then, of course, all the team sponsors, Relic Hunter Firing Line, uh, Skyen uh, Copiers, and also uh, Earl Wynn's Monuments. Those are some of the and, – and, of course, all the people that gave sponsor money, uh, matching money, and then all the listeners. Sure. Last year was rolling the ball for $134,000 This year, and you can still pledge if you want or stop down and give me money, the Ironton phones are still open, and they transfer to Kelly's phone right now, 610-841-4999. So far, I'm bolding for, think about the economy. Think about everybody's reason not to give, the price of gas at the pump, all the scariness of the future. I am bolding for $153,202.90, which is almost 20000 more than wow. last year. Breathtaking. It it's really, breathtaking. It really is amazing. We have amazing listeners, amazing business partners. We had uh, a couple of the sponsors say, uh, you know, you did $15,000 last year, Friday. So you have carte blanche. We'll keep matching. And I said, well, how much? It said, just keep matching. Somebody gives $5,000, we will get $5,000. What if they give $5,000 and we can just keep the spigots open? Two sponsors were willing to do that. Incredible offer from them. They don't really want their names mentioned, but... So we had a ton of matching money, more matching money than ever before, and the listeners matched it. And then, of course, some money that came in during the show on emails and all that kind of stuff. And uh, anyway, that's not counting the team bowling money yet. That's not counting any money we make at the basket raffle or the bake sale or any of that. Hopefully we'll get some people to come out and do that quickly and, do, and come out and buy some stuff. But whether they do or not, this is an all-time record for the Center for Animal Health and Welfare. So I cannot thank... Our listeners enough, everybody that's involved in this. It's it's amazing. It really is. And then I suck at bowling. So let me get that in. Um, it's because of the rented shoes. That really is the issue. You know? <laughs> and I th if they're going to have the dome open at Jordan Lanes, I don't know how I'm supposed to bowl in this weather. Especially if they don't get to the alleys with the plows. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a continuation from a rather... I'm You know, I'm just pretending I'm... No, no. I'm so, pretending I'm Joe Biden. It's not my fault, man. Oh. It's Putin's fault. It's everybody oh, else's fault. Exactly. Bottom line is, no matter whose fault it is, you're the president. Fix it. Oh. So even if it is okay. somebody else's no, fault, don't, no, don't, but don't it's not no, somebody else's No, don't go down, don't go down but the I'm rabbit just hole. <laughs> don't go down the rabbit hole. Um, just focus on the bowling. Focus, yeah, focus on the bowling. <laughs> bowling, bowling. You're going to get all, you're gonna get all keep worked up. Follow up. through. Keep the arm tucked in. Follow through and go. Um, with the emphasis on... Go. <laughs> yeah, kidding. Really. kidding. Yes, I'll leave. Um, the community that we've built, you've built. Um, on my birthday, he wrapped up 38 years. Wow. 30. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank Happy you so your much. Birthday. You had a great birthday. Uh, Happy anniversary. Fantastic. Thank you. 38 yes. years. Today is the start of 39 years. Wow. Um, the community is just, it's staggering. It's breathtaking. It's 
Um, it's everything that we remember growing up when you grew up in a small town and you knew everybody and you cared about everybody. And if there was a puppy missing, everybody went out looking for it. And if somebody was hurt, you chipped in and you dropped off food. And if somebody needed a ride, you gave them a ride. And that's, that's the feel we get every time we spend any time at all with our listeners. It's, it's amazing. It really is. It it's, really, it's staggering. Yeah. Um, Kelly Bauer, uh-huh. um, What's her official title? I think executive director. I think so, too. Um, we we got to give her a lot of credit. Oh, yeah. She's done a remarkable job. Can yeah. I, I want to give credit to Lynn Heinrich, who just Please. lost her husband, Ron oh. Heinrich. She's lost him about five, six months ago. And uh, she's you know it's tough for her. But she uh, heard me doing the Animals in Distress one and called up one day and said, hey. And then we started doing her pets today. She said, could you ever do a fundraiser for us? I said, how about we do the Bolathon? And she and just one other woman, that's all they had. Wow. Decided she wanted to do it. And she was thrilled with the first Bolathon where we raised $8,000. And I was like ticked. And uh, <laughs> I said, this, we got to do a lot better. And the next year was 16000 And the next year, actually, we doubled it to 32000 And then she started, she goes, I now get what you were talking about. But she really was the impetus for getting it started with them. And some of the board members at the time didn't get it on the board at the time way back Mm. 20-some years ago. Mm. Now, of course, Kelly gets it. Everybody gets it. They do a remarkable job lining up matching dollars and promoting this. So, yeah, credit to Kelly. She does a lot. She's really, since she came on board, it's really. uh, A lot of the stories that she shared really, I think, touched a ton of people. Um, The success stories, some of the sadness, of course, that comes with the territory. Um, but her energy, her, um, she's got a great on-air voice that helps. And, uh, gosh, the, the, uh, organization, um, people, if, if, if you think that Gunther just pops up at, at five Oh five and everything just wings it, you, you, you have, you literally have no idea how much effort goes in behind the scenes. Mostly from the other from the organization, but I I start quite honestly in the middle of this one. I got a call about the next one. Can we meet and plan? So in the middle of that, and you know we're already planning for the next two out, mm-hmm. and we're already talking too about folds of honor with some. Of course, folks. so it's going on year round, and then when we get to the air, that's the part where you think, oh, we just pop on, we just decided. No, there's months of getting money lined up, venues lined up, you know, lots of stuff. We know that we've got a record. We've got a record in hand. We have more to come. But if people still want to help, how do they do that? 610-841-4999. That's the Ironton Telephone Pledge Line. 610-841-4999. That transfers because of Ironton's great system. Transfers right to Kelly. She'll take the call, take the pledge. You can stop down Jordan Lanes right here off of MacArthur Road, right below Home Depot. Jordan Lanes. And we're there from, I'm going to be there in about 845 to mm. Uh, till well, we're team bowling till probably about one o'clock or so. Uh, the the actual individual, you guys start bowling at ten o'clock. The teams that signed up, they start at ten. But after I roll my ball, then our competitive teams will roll and bowl till we're done a couple of games. So we about to one thirty. You could stop by and drop off a contribution there if you want. It's uh, lots of ways to still help. So bef- before we let that slide too far, the competitive teams are. Craig, yes, myself, yes, Dan, yes, and I believe Tony's got a team this year. Wow! Now Tony and I were always perennial third or fourth, and it's always been Dan's team winning last year. Craig's won, Ooh. 
So t- Dan was on doing a, a a promo about how this year he's going to take it back from Craig, and he was talked about him and Craig and him and Craig. My granddaughters were upset that he never mentioned our team. Never mentioned it. I don't know about the way. I don't think my granddaughters are taking a pass uh, on the bowling today, but they were probably going to do that because they I got a yeah. They're not bowling. I don't think they're bowling with me today. That was already not not because of the not because of the weather. They were already. My daughter has other plans for them, so and that's okay. She's their mother, you know. It's, well, there is that. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm trying very hard not to take it personally that she's just decided that I'm in some way, shape, or form a bad influence on these wonderful yeah. young ladies, yeah. and that she knew I would be there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I know. So I send my love to the girls, and then I send other thoughts to Kate for not <laughs> giving me the chance. Anyway. Just, you know, once or twice a year, I get to see their smiling faces on occasion, sleeping in your office. Yeah, <laughs> what I do at the rescue show oh, is wonderful. They're good. Yeah. Oh, they're just wonderful. Yep, so, they're blessing yeah, you. so uh, bad influence. I par- apparently, once again, I've been determined to be a bad influence. I have John on my team. John's the guy with 18 300 games. John Elliott has no, 18 no, John, three- I don't know how to say John's last name. John Andrewzik or something. He's He's incredible. Well, he bowls a. The, I a think two. it's pronounced John the Ringer. Yeah, no. the Ringer. He just called. I didn't even go. I just who wants to join? He showed up and he starts. So he almost the first time he bowled with us, he I think he was three frames away from a three hundred game. I had no idea. I just said, yeah, I just took anybody. And I, it, I I think that is the definition of a ringer. Now every year when he shows, now when he now when he says, hey, do you want me on the team? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on the team, you are the team, son. Yeah, seriously, we 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 don't if we could bowl half as good as him, we would win. Sadly, we can't. Sadly, the it's about a third, part. maybe a quarter is good. You know. Well, goodness gracious! Uh, best of luck. Thank you. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on the weather because over the next hour and a half, if it gets, <clears throat> I'll yeah, still you, try you to make. You got to head to the Poconos. And I, you guys yes. are supposed to get four to eight inches. Yeah, so we'll. Uh, I'll try to make a stop down. That'd be great. Um, even though I'll the girls, look I'll look like me if you're looking for. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. That's uh, very good. Okay. Yeah, I'm a terrible audience. Yeah. I love you, man. Seriously, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. You had so a great much. birthday. Thank you. I really yeah. did. Yeah. I really did. And oh. still am. I mean, there's so many people. So, so. Uh, we mentioned it on the air. Hope you got some calls yesterday. Hope you uh, got we, some today. Tons emails and Facebook messages and stuff. I didn't even know you could send messages yeah. through going, hey, you got a thing. You didn't win the uh, musical Sunday brunch, by the way. <laughs> I made sure of that. Thank you for the airtime. Thank you. Oh, God bless you. We'll see you in a bit. Oh, great fun. Great, great fun. Not And now as I turn away from Gunther and look out the window 67 stories up, I go, oh, gosh, I wish they had much better weather. I had great weather for the birthday, and I wish I could have swapped that out for this great weather for the event today. But, goodness, before he even toes the line at the uh, on the lanes, over 153 thousand dollars great remarkable remarkable uh 610-720-7900 alyssa at askmtm.com gene at askmtm.com and more than money online.com i think i've covered all of mine um two minutes 
Uh, one of the questions that, or my apologies, we have to uh, uh, tease our next segment because we have a our financial mm. correspondent, college financial correspondent calling in. So you want to give folks a heads up? Sure. Uh, you've heard him before. Zane Belsack is calling um, in the next 15 minutes to ask us a question. Um, so Zane um, is the son of Mark Belsack, who's been a part of the MTM team for 10 years. And he's been on the show a few times recently talking about market volatility and investment strategy. Um, Zane is a junior in college, and he was in our office um, to job shadow um, with us a couple months ago. Um, So he's going to be checking in. We'll talk with him and answer his question. And it'll be great to get a young perspective on what's happening right now and um, see where his line of thinking is so you can uh, stay tuned to hear what what what's on Zane's mind interesting uh, young perspective because when you think back to your college years um, you went to Syracuse I did I went to North Carolina we you I'm guessing you drove up you didn't fly up to Syracuse no I drove no, of course three hours on 81 um, so for me it was uh, nine and a half ten hours on I-95 etc um, if gasoline prices had spiked like this you don't get to go home. Hmm. So for college kids, for senior citizens on a fixed income, they don't get to go. Yeah. That's right. Hey, hey, hey. Um, hey, that's not the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody uh, emailed in. They wanted to know who sings this. It's Natalie Merchant. And uh, the name of the song, uh, I think it's called Wonder. It's not called Wonder. What's it called? No, thank yous at the end. Thank yous are our, our outro at the end of the show. Yeah. So, 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Taking your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. Welcome back to More Than Money. That's Natalie Merchant singing something. <laughs> I can't remember. We've been using them for so long. There's two songs, and one is, I think, called Wonder. and That was and, the one we just heard. And then the other, I think, is called Thank, Thank You. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's as good as I got. <laughs> My apologies. We're going to have to mix it up. I'm just thinking. I bring a list for John when I'm when I host by myself. I'm like, you have any of these songs? I'm I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, Maybe throw in the Jennifer Lopez song. No, that's <laughs> terrible. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Evanescence. I would I would bring me to life. That's that's a pretty good song. Mm, it doesn't work for the radio. That's it. Well, wow. Sorry. All of a sudden, she's gone from welcome to, uh, Alyssa. She's going to kind of help out too. She's the psychic. To now, she's telling me that's not going to work, <laughs> fella. Okay. All right. Good. Happy birthday to you, too. 610-720-7900. Gene at AskMTM.com. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. You said you had an email. Yes. I received a question via email just a couple of minutes ago. 
says, good morning. I have a personal IRA and actively contribute to my employer's pre-tax non-qualified deferred compensation plan Mm. and Roth 401k. Okay. The Roth 401k is also matched dollar for dollar. Mm. Atop my salary, I receive multiple bonuses throughout the year and want to find a means of investing this money. I was introduced to an investment vehicle called Variable Universal Life, which enables money to be invested in a wide variety of funds like a traditional brokerage account and has a life insurance component. My understanding is that while there are fees for this investment, all money that is invested in these accounts grows tax-free. As I earn too much to have a personal Roth IRA, I was told this is a good choice for tax-free growth. What do you think, and what other options should I consider? That's fascinating. Um, okay, let's let's unpack this a little bit for for everyone listening who's going. He lost me at non-qual deferred. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, in many corporate, particularly large corporations, um, the highly compensated executives sometimes referred to as HCEs, highly compensated execs, highly compensated employees, they end up getting in some ways short change because there are restrictions as to how much they can put in. Um, So they have the same dollar amount as everybody else does for 401ks. If you're over 50, 27,000. Um, but if you're making uh, 54,000, 27,000 is half your income. That's, Amazing, and if you're making 270, it's 10, percent mm-hmm. which is good. It ain't amazing. Mm-hmm. So there are a number of different platforms that corporations can establish to help their HCEs uh, save more money, uh, and, and in many cases with tax advantages. So the first, um, well, let's go with the easy one first. Uh, he's in the Roth 401k. Right. Almost everybody kind of understands the 401k. Uh, they may not have bumped into, most have, uh, the idea that you can select, you can elect the Roth option, no tax deduction going in, tax-free income coming out. Right. Pretty straightforward stuff. That That's good. Um, he mentioned... Uh, getting a hundred percent match on that, right? Now Talk, that would go into traditional four hundred one k. Yeah, it absolutely would. Employers' uh, matches can't go into the Roth component, but it is an instantaneous one hundred percent return on his investment. Right. Ooh, that's Very really nice. nice. Yes. So now we back up to the deferred comp. Deferred comp is exe- deferred compensation. Deferred comp being uh, shorthand for deferred compensation. Let's see. That kind of sounds like. It's compensation, mm-hmm. true. Payment. <laughs> uh, payment, earnings, mm-hmm. uh, payment that your salary or whatever that you could have taken that you have elected to defer. You've elected to say, I don't want to take it now. I want to take it later. The theory being twofold, uh, the, the corporation is going to keep that money, invest it, and make a decent rate of return and be able to pay you more later than they could pay you now. So let's say you're deferring $30,000 a year. That may, um, the, the, the deferral process may last 10 years. And then starting in the 11th year, you get 40,000 a year for 11 years or for 10 years. 
So you go from, I could have gotten 300 and paid 40 cents on the dollar in taxes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now I'm going to get 400 and I'm going to pay 20 cents because I'm in a lower tax bracket. That's the theory. So now he has kind of filled up all these buckets and he has been approached by a salesman, uh, someone who has said, you know, what would be really exciting for you uh, is a variable universal life contract where you put money in and it grows tax sheltered. And then when you take it out later, you can borrow against the cash value and it comes out tax free. Doesn't that sound lovely? Mm. No, actually, it's a, on, on its surface, it absolutely sounds lovely. Hey, you're getting lots of tax sheltering. You're getting lots of tax advantages. Here's the problem. Uh, variable universal life contracts, absolutely right. The variable part is you get to pick how you're investing from a long list of investment options. So you might make money. And you might not. If you're in a... Uh, a, a deferred, um, a life contract, universal life contract with a fixed income right now, you're going to get 1.9, 2.1. You're going to make no money. If you're in a variable contract, you might make money, but there's no guarantee. The second issue is that you don't make money on everything you put in because there are fees, substantial fees, and in many cases, pretty substantial commissions that are deducted as well. I have seen um, VUL contracts where the annual premiums, I'm picking a number of $10,000, but the cash value uh, credit the first year is six or seven. Mm. So if you start with minus 30%, minus 40%, um, you've got to have a pretty darn good rate of return to get you so- get back to even. <clears throat> Excuse me. I looked at projections a year or two ago. Um, we got a question about a company called bankonyourself.com. Um, the woman involved in that has been a marketing guru in the financial services industry for 40 years. She's kind of long in the tooth in terms of, hey, the next shiny object. And her next shiny object is uh, this uh, VUL program. By their own projections uh, over, a, I th- I, it was either a 20 or 25 year period, it was about 3.2, 3.3% return. Mm-hmm. In the first three years, it was a negative return. Wow. And if you go 10 years out, it was under 1% because it takes that much time to overcome the drag of we lost so much money up front. Now, he asked about alternatives. Mm-hmm. One of the simplest alternatives, if you want something that's got some tax deferral, and then some favorable tax treatment when you decide to liquidate. Individual stocks. Individual stocks. I'm, I'm, I'm literally picking Apple out of thin air because everybody's familiar with Apple. If you buy shares in Apple today, um, just as the VUL, you get no tax deduction for putting money in. You don't in the VUL. You don't put it into stocks. Right. Um, you pay no tax on the gains until you sell. Right. And if you sell past one year, so if we're using a VUL kind of a, a as an example, mm-hmm. a 20-year-out kind of a thing, hey, I bought Apple stock 20 years ago at, I don't even know, $10, $12, $15 a share. Now it's 250 a share. 
I have paid no tax, and now the profit comes out tax advantage in that it's a capital gain. Right. And the maximum capital gain tax is 20%, and the minimum is zero. Depending on your tax bracket, you might very well end up paying no tax. So that's just one simple alternative. Uh, VULs have been around a long time. This idea has been around a long time. As soon as they start talking about tax deferrals and tax-free withdrawals, uh, people get their uh, hopes up. They get very excited, but they may very well need to look at something uh, a little more uh, advantageous for them rather than the commission earning salesman. Mm, okay. Just a thought. Thank you. Actually, a lot of thoughts. Yeah. All right. This is all you. Bring him on. All right. We um, have a phone call, as promised. We have Zane Belsack on the line. Good morning, Zane. Good morning, Gene and Alyssa. How are, How are you? you? Doing? We're good, thank I'm you. good. Is it snowing where you are? It is a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's looking pretty um, uh, white. Like, the sky is white. There, There's low visibility right now. I'm glad That's I'm true. not driving. <laughs> it's a low ceiling, as, as, as pilots ceiling. would reference. Uh-huh. Yes, it's a low ceiling out there. <laughs> visibility, I'm guessing, way under a quarter of a mile. Way under a quarter of a so mile. So stay put, Zane. No driving today. I I have to drop off my car soon, so that's the only driving I'm going to be doing. Uh-oh. Well, be careful out there. It's like two minutes away, so I should be fine. Okay, good. But thank you. <laughs> good, good. Well, you, um, you're you uh, almost done with your junior year now. It's Time's going fast here. How How is school going? Um, It's um it's sophomore year. Oh, sophomore but... year. Ah, I, I'm jumping the gun for you. I thought you were a junior because Andrew's a junior, but I thought you, I thought you were... Ahead, you know, and, and of course, Zane's very mature. Yeah, yeah, so you could have fooled me. You could have, you just pretend you're a senior. I mean, what the heck? <laughs> so, sophomore year, <laughs> two more months to go. Uh, yeah, pretty much. All right, so, um, you have a question for us. What would you like to I ask? I do. Um, before I ask my question, I just wanted to say happy late birthday to Gene. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I heard to... it was yesterday. Yes, indeed. Did Thank you want you. to sing, Zane? Um, not on air. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what your dad said when it was my birthday, and he when he called like the day before my birthday, he said he wouldn't sing on air because we would lose listeners. <laughs> uh, we... I'll, um, I'll send him a voice message. Oh. <laughs> we'll we'll take that as as uh, as a fair game. What question can we answer for you, sir? All right. Um. So the question I have is about the Fed. So what does the upcoming Fed meeting mean for the economy? Um, Because I heard rates will most likely go up. And should we be nervous about a recession? Uh, Wow. Um, So that everybody understands the context. Zane, what's your your major? Finance. Finance. (laughs) So this is a perfectly appropriate question for somebody who studies finance. That's right. Uh, for the average American and the average uh, audience listener, um, I, I apologize in advance. I might end up giving you a slight headache, but but I will answer Zane's question as best I can. Uh, the Fed, the Federal Reserve, uh, sets uh, interest rates for what are called intra-bank loans. That's what one bank would charge another bank for borrowing money. So it is a fairly short-term uh, almost always a short-term um, 
lending process. As a result, the interest rates tend to be on the lower end of the lending spectrum, whereas right now interest rates range from 0.0 squared to approximately 3% on the high end, uh, generally increasing over time. So if you borrow money for a very short period of time, um, three months, six months, uh, you will likely pay a very low interest rate if you borrow for 30 years. It's kind of on the higher end, three, three and a half, maybe approaching four. The impact that the Fed has is that they seem to be, they have traditionally been um, leading the way, setting the tone so that when people see the Fed raising interest rates, they can in, interpret that as other interest rates are going to rise um, uh, in, in, in kind. So uh, folks who are currently earning 0.0 at the bank might very well uh, reasonably expect that in a short period of time, they're going to get maybe a quarter of a percent at the bank. If the Fed raises rates multiple times and they've already signals, seemingly signaled uh, that that's their intent, some are projecting as many as seven rate increases over the next two years. Um, that would take um, current short-term rates from near zero to something in the high single-digit, I'm sorry, the high ones, high, maybe approaching a 2% number over, say, an 18-month period. That That's a pretty quick bump that will then, uh, as the dominoes fall, will increase interest rates on mortgages, will increase interest rates likely on uh, credit cards, business loans, etc., all of that leads to higher costs, higher costs for people borrowing money um, to finance the purchase of a home or for any other reason. Uh, auto loans will be more expensive. Bank um, uh, or, or corporate loans uh, will be more expensive. Uh, corporations then pass that increased cost on to the consumer. Price increases. All of this leads us to the natural conclusion that over the near term, inflation, which is already, as Alyssa has reported earlier today, at a 40-year high, let me see, 82, yep, 40-year high, um, likely to go higher. And the kinds of investments that uh, benefit from higher inflation become much more attractive, and the kinds of investments that are hurt by increasing inflation become less attractive. So... Um, inflation in the form of gas prices that are uh, literally uh, ludicrous um, in, in terms of food prices are already at extremely high uh, levels uh, relative to, to a 40-year high on the inflation. And these are all factors that would cause a, a rational uh, financial advisor or finance expert uh, to forecast that we're going to see uh, higher inflation rates, higher interest rates. And as a result, people will um, start making choices about what they spend. If it costs $100 now to fill up your pickup truck uh, tank, uh, that will cause you to say, am I going to the Point Phillips Hotel tonight or are we going to uh, make something at home? I think we'll make something at home. Uh, and, and that kind of pullback in spending 
is almost always a precursor to a contraction in the economy. And that's, that's the definition of a recession. If we have uh, lower spending, a contracting economy, which we have not had in many years, but if we uh, follow the logical conclusion to increasing rates from the Fed, increasing rates across the uh, entire economy, increasing interest rates and inflation rates, um, a contraction, a slowdown for sure in the economy, and a contraction seems to be in our future. At what point that happens, no one knows. To what degree that contraction happens, if indeed it becomes a contraction rather than just a slowdown, no one knows. Uh, psychic ability is highly overrated because it doesn't exist. Um, so we're, we're looking at reading tea leaves and guiding people based on uh, what are reasonable probabilities of what to expect. Uh, but as you can see, Zane, your, your simple question, complicated answer, lots of moving parts. And, and it does require a near constant day-by-day -day monitoring of the scenario so that we're, we're constantly hitting the refresh button. We're constantly getting more details that can give us some guidance as to what to expect. For the moment, <clears throat> higher interest rates, higher inflation, slowing economy, and the potential, probably in 2023, of a contraction, they all seem to be logical conclusions from what we see. So you'd say the answer is it depends. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would. I, I am sad to report. While I would agree that yes, it depends because a lot will depend on what happens with the November elections. Uh, they are what eight months away. Uh, if uh, the control of the Congress is shifted, that may have some. Uh, uh, what. Uh, uh, Impact, in, in, it's not likely. It's, it may have some positive impact on slowing this progression, but it's unlikely. So the probabilities that we get through this exceptionally high inflationary time, rising interest rates, and, um, and challenging uh, prices, both energy and food, without seeing a decline in the economy— the probabilities are really small. So while you're correct, it does depend on, geez, just a ton of factors kind of unfolding the way we've described it. The probabilities are on the side of higher interest rates, higher inflation, and slowing of the economy. So um, you also think that with the, with the higher interest rate, would people buy more bonds technically, or is that, is that wrong? No, it isn't wrong. It's it, it the rising interest rates on bonds hurts people who have existing bonds. So if you've got a bond that's paying two percent and interest rates rise to three, nobody wants your bond. You can, you can't really sell it without giving them a huge discount and you lose money. But for folks who are sitting in cash, and by some reports there's about five five and a half trillion dollars sitting in bank accounts earning zero squared. If they are now looking at bonds that are being newly issued, 10-year uh, treasuries are now over 2%. If we go out 18 months and we're seeing 10-year treasuries at 4%, I think you're going to see a lot of that money come out of the banks. Um, conservative investors saying, hey, 
I haven't seen 4% in a long time. I think this is a good number. Uh, and, and they're going to go to bonds. Uh, I think the next 18 months in bonds is going to be a challenge. It's going to be a struggle. I think a lot of folks who have traditionally looked to bonds for protection and safety are going to find just the opposite. I think they're going to find some pain. Um, but the reality is you're absolutely right. There are folks who will look at bonds uh, as, as these interest rates rise and go, finally, a way to get a decent rate of return uh, guaranteed. The sadness of that choice will be if inflation continues at this rate and somebody locks in a 4% bond with a 7% inflation rate, so they get 4%, they net after tax 3% and prices go up 7%, they're losing money. That We are right back to the age-old scenario where if you're not earning enough to outpace inflation, you're falling further and further behind. Uh, it's going to be a challenge across the board, and it does not yet currently appear that the, uh, the administration in Washington is willing to address these things other than to say, wow, it's really hard. And, and that's kind of been the only response out of them at this point. There's been no leadership to try to blunt this um, challenge. They seem to be uh, not only resigned to higher inflation, higher energy costs, et cetera, uh, they seem to be embracing that scenario as their uh, new uh, battle cry for we've got to get rid of fossil fuels because look how expensive they are. And the reality is they're the reason why they're so expensive. So it's like uh, setting the house on fire and then demanding that the fire department come and put it out. See, I told you we need a fire department because there's a lot of fires around here. You set the fire yourself. It's Washington. Washington, <laughs> indeed. Zane, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Thanks for calling, Zane. God bless. Have a good weekend. Have a good one. Thanks. Um, since we were talking to Zane, our... Uh, Visibility is lower. <laughs> Our ceiling is lower. Uh, for the most part, the, the snow is sideways to slightly upwards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, it's a whiteout. It's a whiteout. So please be careful out there. Please, please, please. Um, end of our first hour, top of the hour news. Very, very important, obviously. And, of course, that means that we have 53 and a half minutes left in this edition of More Than Money when we return. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com. We'll take your emails, your questions after this on More Than Money. Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dixon, your host. You've got Alyssa Young, your financial advisor extraordinaire. Wow. 
Um, she already told me she's going to be doing about a 20 mile road run this afternoon. So keep your Hopefully eyes, tomorrow. Keep your eyes open out there. Cause she usually likes to wear all white. So I don't think anything could possibly go wrong that with would be very dangerous. wearing all white in a white out out there. I'll be in my basement on the treadmill. So you don't need to be looking out for me on the road today, okay. but maybe tomorrow. Uh, yeah, by this time tomorrow, they say all cleaned up and uh, roads are better. And Unfortunately, probably not the trails, which oh, I that's would, a good point. it's yes. frustrating because they're finally, they're finally clear and kind of dried up and ready to use. And now they're covered again, or will be covered again by the end of today. And it takes a while for the snow and ice to melt and for the trails to dry out. So we're kind of back to square one there. You'll be all right. Tuesday, you'll be all right. Okay. Monday, 50 degrees, Tuesday, 50 degrees. Okay. Although if um, everybody else was listening as we were to Craig Stevens giving the weather at uh, 8 o'clock, it was 3 to 6 inches in the valley. Now it's 4 to 8 inches mm-hmm. in the valley. Andrew was supposed to take the SAT today, and they canceled it. I'm glad that they canceled it last night because he would be um, taking the test now and then having to drive home afterward. And... Um, since when did they know that they canceled it? It was about um, nine or no, on my way to John Mulaney last night, I think I saw it. So um, around seven, I think. So they, relatively early. Yeah, so thankfully. Th- could they quickly put together a poker game? Uh, you better believe it. Oh my they were gosh. supposed to be studying for the math portion of the SAT last night and then a poker game ensued. <laughs> well, there's a lot of math in poker. There's a lot of math in poker. Yeah. I, I th- wouldn't uh, wouldn't he be happy if like eleven of the math questions were about poker hands? Yeah, yeah. Because... You're playing Texas Hold'em, <laughs> <laughs> and you're dealt a jack. <laughs> Speaking of Texas Hold'em, thank every. I, I need to thank everybody for their kind wishes and their emails and their Facebook messages and their Instagrams and their texts and their notes and their cards and their gifts. Just a remarkable thank you so much. Um, I had a wonderful birthday yesterday, um, both in the office. We we tend to celebrate in our office, mm-hmm. and uh, we really enjoy that. And uh, then last night at Point Phillips, my first experience there. I know it will not be my last. Uh, well, good Lord willing. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> just getting home today, I think, is going to be an interesting yeah. travail. Not looking forward to the drive. Um, but bottom line is, uh, thank you so much. Just a wonderful, wonderful um that just feels great. It's 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 very much appreciated. Nice. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Lou. Lou, good morning. Good morning. How may we serve you, sir? Well, I'm about ready to take an RMD either by the end of this year or April 1st of next year, and then I'll have to take two. Uh, when I retired a year, well, about two years ago and a year and a half ago, uh, when the uh, epidemic uh, came into play, um, concerned about what would happen with, uh, with the fund, the little funds I have, um, talking to the financial advisor that was connected with the uh, company, um, asked me what my risk tolerance was, and I said, well, and I don't know what's going to happen. I, I decided that I'd go with a, a balance fund. He asked me, for instance, uh, what kind of uh, return would I would expect and i said well you know with bank rates <laughs> nothing i said well five percent 
And so I went with uh, an investment uh, balance fund with them, which consists of uh, like uh, eight ETFs and 11 mutual funds. And right away, it seemed like it lost money within months. And then I made a complaint. And next thing you know, it started to go up and it went up to about 13% within the last uh, number of weeks, uh, well, months ago. And I just now watch it go from 13 to 12 to 9 to 8 to 6 to 5 to 4, down to 3. Now it's down to 1%. So I called them and I said, doesn't look like this is working out like I thought it would with the market as being what it was. Uh, I know there, you know, it's a balanced fund, but I thought if one thing goes up, like if the bond rate, uh, you know, one if the interest rate goes up, uh, well, the bonds go down, or you know, that kind of thing. And the uh, mutual funds that I that he has me in, they all seem, a lot of them seem to be always negative. They were constantly negative, so I'm not sure what to do here. Oh, it, Lou, it's a fair question, and it, and it's one that's faced by. Lots of folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you're investing, uh, you you have uh, those same concerns. Now, what what I would suggest, um, I, I would suggest two things. Number one, uh, comparing your performance um, to the market uh, might give you a little more comfort because if you're still in positive territory while the market's been dropping off the cliff. It, that's not a dreadful thing. Einstein was right. Everything is relative. So if the market's down 10 or 12 and, and you're up one, that's not a bad thing. If the market's off you know, five or six and, and you're up two or three, that's a really good thing. It may not, though, meet your needs. And, and that's the real key. Uh, our friend, uh, our young friend Zane uh, used the phrase, it depends and it really does depend. You don't have to stay in an investment platform that has ETFs and mutual funds. There are platforms that provide guaranteed principal. There are platforms that provide variable rates, but, but protected um, principal, protected investments. Uh, there are a, a fair number of ways to address your concern about having your money Uh, melt away. And it's a very reasonable concern. You've been uh, retired for a fairly short period of time. You're coming up on your first RMD. So I would suggest a second opinion is probably in your best interest, spending an hour with another financial advisor or two or three until you find one that is is giving you the information and um, the recommendations that that fit you a bit better. under you are understandably concerned. Anybody with a brain is concerned at this moment in time. I will also comfort you by saying um, that in in a normal world, uh, the stock market goes down without a doubt, but it goes up way more often than it goes down. So while these uh, declines are uncomfortable. Uh, every decline in the market in my 780 years of experience has been followed by a rebound and and having the market go even higher than it was previously. But I, I think you would benefit from uh, just getting an alternative view to uh, what your current adv- advisor is saying and maybe exploring uh, some of the options that you have available that might give you more protection. 
Yeah, well, the funny thing is, um, initially, a packet document shows up, and they wanted you to sign it, saying that there's a conflict of interest. And it seems as though that the financial advisor, even though he called himself a fiduciary, seems to have to please the company before he pleased his customer. Ouch. And they were paying like 0.81% to manage this account. I don't think it's being managed. Uh, they picked they picked a, a dozen and a half of uh, investments and just let it sit. And I watch it go from 13%. It's hovering at 1%. If it goes down this, I, I mean, it went down this week a lot. Uh, now, and, and we understand we're, we're on a on a brink of nuclear disaster here, and that's the other thing that's co- of course on your mind, uh, on my mind. And uh, the thing is that uh, you're paying uh, fund fund management for the ETF. You're paying I don't know if it's a front end load, a back end load, or what for the mutual funds. The whole thing just seems to be worthless after a year and a half. What do I have? I, I, what I put in, that's about what I have at the moment. Yeah. And it seems as though we're going to start digging into the principal. And then with the uh, world situation, it doesn't sound like uh, it's a, the, the thing to keep. And it just doesn't sound like he's working for me or it's really actively being managed. Well, you're, you make two very important points that, that I don't want my audience to miss. The first is the conflict of interest point. If they gave you a document and, and every financial advisor has to provide their clientele with documents that talk about potential or realistic conflicts of interest. Uh, if they, uh, your advisor is working for a company that has proprietary funds or they get special deals from some of the investment houses that they work with, yeah, it's a conflict of interest and it puts your uh your best interest behind either the advisor or the company or both. The second thing that you mentioned that causes me concern is that you're talking about basically breaking even after a year and a half. As I, uh, I do uh, quarterly reviews with my clients in this first quarter of this year, I've done well over 200 of those. And I've, I've got a real sense of what, what the results have been across the board. And at this moment, none of our clients, none of my clients have seen uh, a reduction in their investments, even to the extent of what they earned last year Uh, said a different way. They earned, they did so well last year, even our balanced accounts and even some of the more conservative accounts that the decline they've seen this year is only a part of what they earned last year. So you should not be back to zero if they're not managing the account, if they're just setting it up and letting it spin. Um, the regulators would be very unhappy with them. You, as a, as a legitimate financial advisor, you're not permitted to take compensation if you're not actually performing your duties of management. So letting something sit and spin and not making adjustments uh, acknowledging that they have conflicts of interest. Uh, these are all red flags. At the very least, you, you should compare them to the alternatives. And, and trust me, there are so many good financial advisors in, in the Lehigh Valley and beyond uh, that you will have no trouble finding somebody that can uh, replace your 
uh, current advisor. Uh, the key, however, is to make sure that you find someone that meets your needs and listens to what you're asking for and does the active management that you're looking for. So, again, I would recommend, of course, you can uh, reach out to Alyssa at any point and uh, um in our More Than Money World Headquarters, we give second opinion. We don't charge for those. Most quality companies don't. They will sit with you at no charge and review where you are and see if there's ways to make improvements. But I, I think from everything you've told me now, there are a lot of red flags here that would call for a second opinion. Do I understand your firm uh, is not in connected in any way? Uh, you're, you're totally independent? Uh, we are fiercely, yeah, we are fiercely independent. Uh, we have walked away from lots of opportunities that would have made us less so. We have no uh, proprietary funds. We have no company-owned uh, investment platforms. We're uh, we're not. Uh, uh, gosh, and there's lots of companies that you hear on the radio that hey, you should come to us because we're. Uh, uh, we're we're um, uh, here for you, and yet you know that they're pushing their own products. We don't have any. We don't. We don't own any products to push. Yeah. So yeah, fiercely independent is uh, is absolutely the case uh, in in our case. And I I'll be. I'm, I need to be fair. There are lots of other financial advisors in the valley that are doing really really good jobs. They are fiercely independent as well. So you you really do need to have an alternative to your current situation, and and the alternative has to be one that that comes at, with fierce independence. Okay. Uh, I came across you by watching, coming across uh, uh, More Than Money on uh, is it 39, yeah. Yeah. and uh, I looked up your number. Uh, I heard that there was a program on a Saturday morning, so I researched it. So this is the first opportunity that I was able to call, uh, listen to and call in to um, the program. I appreciate the help there. I think I'm going to definitely, the way I feel, uh, I feel very, very disappointed, if not angered, as mm. to after a year and a half, uh, it's where I started. Um, I think I need, I think I need at least a second opinion, and uh, I'll give prime consideration to contacting new people. Very good. We appreciate that you found us, and and we hope we helped a little bit. And uh, wherever, whatever financial advisory group you end up with, as long as they're acting in your best interest, we're really happy about that. Thank you. Thank you, Lou. Take care. 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com. That was a lot. Mm -hmm. Some red flags. Potentially, yes. Uh, it's it's one of those uh Things, you know, nobody's happy when the market's down. And right now, if you're looking at year-to-date returns, mm -hmm. we're down. But um, it is important to put it in perspective. If you've been invested for a while and you've had in incredible returns the last year plus mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and beyond, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, you, you should um, remember that you've you've made tremendous gains. Yes, you've, you know, backpedaled a little bit. Um well, that's what you would hope has actually happened here. And and Lou seems very clear that that, is, that isn't the case. Yeah. But in a second opinion meeting, particularly in the More Than Money World Headquarters, in the Holy Lands, <laughs> between Bethlehem and Nazareth, we, we're, we're happy to find that he did not get his numbers right. 
We would be happy sure. to find that he made a very nice return last year, and he has dipped just a little bit in his return, not in his principal. Um, it, we have said it many, many times. We accept about half of the folks who come through our door. About half of the folks who we interview uh, are appropriate to become clients. There are reasons why the other half are not. Sometimes the term cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs mm -hmm. is appropriate. Other times, it's the exact opposite. And I know you've had this very experience of sitting with a client, walking through their actual, understanding their actual results, as opposed to what they were emotionally feeling, perhaps, and saying, you know what? Your advisor's doing a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, your advisor returns your phone calls. Your advisor keeps you uh, informed. Your advisor is actively managing. Uh, you shouldn't move. Yep. So when some folks hear, gosh, they only take half of the folks they talk to, that must, uh, like half of these people are like cuckoo for co no, no. Sometimes the reason is there's no reason for you to make a change. And it surprises, more than a little bit surprises some folks when they get a report that says, we really don't want you as a client because your current advisor is doing a good job. Yep. And, and they find that kind of, that's shocking. <laughs> I do need to say something about the conflict of interest Please. perception. Yeah. Um, it's important to know that obviously this industry, uh, as financial advisors, we are very highly regulated. Mm. It's for your protection and for ours. It, so there's lots of rules we need to follow, disclosures, all the legalese and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you might read it and it makes no sense. Um, one of the documents we're required to give our clients is called a customer relationship summary. Mm -hmm. And it talks about being aware of a potential conflict of interest. Sure. It, we are required to give you this document that has this language on it. And if you don't, if you actually read it mm. and maybe don't understand um, whether there is a you know real conflict of interest or mm. if it's just a it's a something we have to give you, it can be alarming, perhaps. Of course. Um, so in Lou's case, it could be that there's a legitimate conflict of interest because they're promoting or selling something that's going to make them more money, or it could be that document that just says, "Hey, just so you're aware, if we you know we might make." more um, on this than we would that product. And it, it could be a required document that they have to give just to cover. Let me see if I, I'm understanding you correctly. And of course I am. <laughs> I do this too. But it said in a slightly different um, set of words, we might very well find that what Lou has read as, ooh, they have a conflict of interest. We might find they really don't. Yeah. So it may be that Lou's money has not done well. Maybe it has. It may be there's a conflict of interest. Maybe there isn't. Right. And and because we we are subject to the same regulations, um, we understand that, and we can give the, uh, Lou or anyone else an objective um, um, uh, interpretation 
of what we see, that's what that's a second opinion. I yeah. mean, that's that's yeah. the whole idea. Yeah, just so you know, it, just because you see um, documents with that kind of language on it from your advisor doesn't necessarily mean that there that there is one. That there is yeah. one. It it could just be that required language. So. Uh, now, interestingly enough, sadly, not all financial advisors are held to the same standard. Right. And uh, there are radio shows hmm, on this very station uh, where the individuals who are broadcasting, they may sound like financial advisors. They may even um, lead you to believe them to be themselves to be financial advisors, um, but they are not. They're, they're salespeople. And when you have... Uh, predominantly one theme to your entire show translation translated into fundamentally one product mm-hmm. that everyone in their opinion should have the term conflict of interest is jumping off the page but sadly <laughs> in a lot of those cases they're not required to give a conflict of interest a client relationship summary form to their clients because they're not financial advisors mm-hmm. so the people who should my opinion, I could be wrong. I'm not. I could be, <laughs> but I'm not. Um, the people who should, in my opinion, most urgently be giving their prospective clients their conflict of interest uh, set up are not. Mm-hmm. And the folks who, in many cases, have little or no conflict of interest are required mm-hmm. to provide ugh, documents that go on. And on, <clears throat> it's part of the process. Yep. It's part of the process. And you'll, you will find that in our More Than Money World headquarters, um, yeah, there's a little agita when you have to print out five or six or seven different ways of, of, of disclosing to clients all manner of things. But there's no resistance. We want you to have all that. We want you to understand exactly what, uh, our relationship looks like and you go really you want all that yeah we really do because if you engage with us having um, slogged through all of that hmm. uh, within a short period of time you're going to really appreciate how um, that that relationship is the key mm-hmm. that relationship is the key gosh Lou covered a lot of ground. Yeah, he did. God bless him. I'm glad he found us on PBS. Yeah, that's cool. It is cool. Um, We just have a moment or so before we go to our last break of the show. That means 24 and a half minutes left for your questions at 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Alyssa will take your emails. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. Gene will as well. Gene at askmtm.com. And you can listen online, morethanmoneyonline.com. We'll take your emails, your questions after this, More Than Money.
there's so many things I cannot explain, and Alyssa was trying to explain a lot of stuff to me on the break. She's, uh, uh, as those of you who know Alyssa, she's very fit. Um, she eats clean, and uh, in our office, uh, Mark is uh, is very fit, and he likes to eat clean. And we're we're uh, I th- I think we're um, wonderfully supportive of each other in our office in terms of trying to keep as healthy as we possibly can. We're just trying to figure a lot of stuff out because it's a challenge. <laughs> it's a challenge. 610-720-7900. Did you pick one that you wanted to? Sure. Yeah. Pick? Yeah. Let's read this. So this is an email we received uh, this week. It says, my father has passed recently. At, um, I'm sorry. Let me start over. Hmm. My father has passed recently and... We are in the process of resetting my mother's finances, mm. and she is 86 years old. Okay. My sister, the youngest of five, had been written out of their will for the past 30 years, <laughs> but has returned to the family in the past eight months. My mother would like to leave her something, although not an equal share, mm. due to my parents spending her portion, raising her two children, and for other expenses. As far as I know, my sister has never paid into taxes. She has poor or no credit, and she cannot handle money. My thought was to make her a beneficiary of an IRA account and not allow it to be touched until the age of 65. Can this be controlled from a beneficiary document as we roll over an IRA of my father's? Wow, 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 wow. Um, The answer is kind of. It can be controlled kind of. And if Keith Stroll's listening right now, he's going, gosh, I hope he tiptoes through this because it's uh, it's going to require the assistance of an, a, a trusted, experienced estate planning attorney. Um, let, let me tell you what this email suggests to me and why it's a dreadful idea. Okay. It suggests to me that this this person is hopeful that all they need do is set up a beneficiary form that says my sister who's dreadful with money and ha- always has been, and let's be honest, always will be, um, is the beneficiary of this IRA, but she can't touch it until she's 65. Yeah, you can't do it that way. Right. If she's the beneficiary, she's the beneficiary. It's her money. She's going to go blow it. And she actually has to. Take the money oh, out to, within uh, 10 years. That's a very good point. Excellent point. Very, very good. So uh, it doesn't it doesn't even come close to accomplishing what they're trying to accomplish. However, if the beneficiary of the IRA were a trust, right. it does create some tax issues. It does create some cash flow issues. But it, it insulates this young woman's bad judgment from that money. And gives at least the opportunity. It's uh, nothing's bulletproof, but at least the opportunity that this money can be drawn out and protected until. And it doesn't have to be um, the IRA beneficiary is a trust. Um, one option would be if the mother wants to leave something to the sister, but just wants to protect it for a time. It could be a testamentary trust, right? That when she dies a trust is created for this sister's portion of her inheritance. And there are rules on the trust there that say she cannot access it until she's this age, mm. or she can use it for this purpose only, et cetera. So that the trust doesn't need to exist until 
until she passes. Uh, that is an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, a second option would be to create a trust now so that mom can see it at age 86 and have peace of mind. Mm-hmm. That's an option. Um, what is not optional is the use of a trusted experienced estate planning attorney. Right. One of the things that that counselor would discuss are the income tax impacts of various estate assets going into a trust. IRAs going into a trust, still the money still has to come out. Right. And it, it comes out into the trust, um, but assuming that this sister has a very low tax bracket, if the money came out to her, there would be little or no tax. If it goes into a trust, there's going to be tax. Mm-hmm. So there may be other assets that would be much more appropriate right. uh, to be uh, sent into a trust um, rather than the IRA. So the, again, an attorney sitting, going through in very um, uh, significant detail, yeah. real attention to detail, uh, will review what's what's the best option to accomplish what they're trying to do, which is to protect the sister who's not good with money. Right. So you mentioned Keistrel. Um, he's an estate planning attorney we know and trust who works for Steckel and Stop. Mm-hmm. And he comes to the MTM financial mm-hmm. world headquarters twice a month and offers free one-hour consultations where you can present um, issues, questions, opportunities, and talk through your options with him. And he will answer your questions in English and um, make sure you know, you know, what you need to figure out, what you need to decide, what, you know, what you need to do. And um, if you decide to work with him from there, he's got your background from your one hour consultation. You have your homework to do, um, your direction, your clarity. So if you're interested in having one of those meetings, you just have to call us and we can set it up for you. Very good. Um, Keith, um, but but mom is 86. I don't know if, you know, you think Keith is gentle enough to. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he's just wonderful. <laughs> and be very clear. There are lots of counselors, legal, financial, accounting. Um, if if it's mom, just send mom in. I'll just talk to mom. Well, that's that makes no sense to me. Uh, if you have an advisor in any way, shape, or form who's trying to elbow out um, mom's children or um, years ago, we had a young lady come in. She brought her sister. She had lost her husband in her late fifties. She brought her sister as, as her second eyes and ears. Any advisor that would say, please don't do that. Fire on the spot, dump them. And there are tons of quality advisors out there, legal accounting and financial that are very accommodating to the net, the, 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 the uh, benefits of having a trusted contact with you, mm-hmm. trusted family member, trusted friend, um, particularly during tough times. She lost her husband. She's 86. Having that support is tremendously important. And if the advisor uh, counsels otherwise, fire them. Mm-hmm. 610-720-7900. We go back to the phones. We talk to Barry. Barry, good morning. Hey, Gina, how you like I like your snow today. I'm not liking it at all, my friend. I'm looking out yeah. here. It's going to be a slog getting home. So keep us yep. in your prayers. Oh, I definitely will. I'm going to make this as quick as possible. I got this letter in the mail from the uh, from the IRS uh, 
regarding taxes after I submitted my taxes to my accountant. Mm-hmm. I'll make it real quick. It says, it's your 2021 economic impact statement. It says, under the American Rescue Plan, the Internal Revenue Service issued a 2021 economic impact payment. Total impact payment is $1,400. The economic impact payment isn't considered taxable income, and you shouldn't you should not report it as income on your on your federal tax return. However, you'll need a total payment amount shown above to determine whether you're eligible for to claim recovery rebate credit on your 2021 federal tax income tax return. Perfect. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, what it what it means is you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, you know, yeah. What it means is, and and I had this conversation with our our crack tax team last evening. <clears throat> Diane and I had, well, Diane, if that is her real name, um, uh, assured me that lots of folks are getting these letters and it almost feels like that they need to uh, jump in and get it into their tax preparer's hands and they don't. The tax preparer is well aware that you've received it, will report it appropriately, and it really doesn't affect you at all. So it's, uh, they, they basically wasted uh Government uh, money by sending it to the mail. Yeah, that's a shock. Government wasting our money. That's just never hey. happens. But God bless you. Thank you, Barry. All right. All right thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, I know Diane is listening. I hope I got that right because I know that we talked about this exact issue that a fair number of folks are getting letters and they're saying, hey, I got to get this to my tax preparer. Hey, I got to stop by the office. Hey, I got. And the answer is no, you don't. No, you don't. You're You're good. You're good. Uh, 610-720-7900. Which email do you wish to explore? I'm having a hard time choosing. There's so many, There's so many good, good questions. Yes, yes. Um, we'll just go with this one. It says, mm-hmm. I just won a settlement for $700,000 because of a personal injury. Mm-hmm. That's what I received after paying the lawyers. I'm not sure what I should do with the money. I'm going to pay off my house and all my debt, which is a total of 70000 but I'm not sure what I should do with the remainder. Will I have to pay taxes for the 700000 What do you recommend I should do with the remainder of the money? Should I invest in a property? <laughs> totally lost and not sure what to do. By the way, my husband and I both have pension and retirements and Roth IRAs. Oh, very good. Well, it's an interesting phrase when someone references winning an injury suit. That's an dreadful way to get money. Mm. It doesn't matter what the injury was. It's a dreadful way to get money. So uh, our thoughts go to you. Our prayers go to you because uh, that the suffering is, it's not worth it. It's simply not worth it, but it's the only way you can be compensated. There's no, Hey, you know, here's, here's a whole bunch of drugs. No, that's (laughs) not going to help. So uh, I, I, I would say two things. Number one, I think paying off all the debt, Lovely idea. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. First of all, it doesn't sound like they have much debt. No. Because everything together is 70. 70. Okay. Yeah. So, wonderful idea. Secondly, uh, taxes. Uh, in general, uh, proceeds from a lawsuit like this are not taxable. Right. In general. Uh, certainly, uh, consult with your attorney. Um, they should be able to give you absolute guidance, 100% surety that it is not. That, that's easy. Now, pressure's on you. How does she decide what to do with the rest? Well, it depends. Ah. <laughs> um, ha- it has to, that decision has to be made uh, after looking at their full picture. 
So this woman writes that she and her husband have pensions, retirement accounts, Roth IRAs. Um, so that means there's other assets. There's some cash flow happening. Um, I would sit down with this couple and say, well, let's look at your needs. Um, how is your cash flow now? Are there things you want to be able to do that you haven't done and this money allows you to do those things? There's lots of factors we need to consider. Um, I can actually give you know an example. I'm working with a couple who had an insurance settlement for a similar reason, mm. and they came to me to figure out what to do with it. And in their case, the injuries from this accident might prevent the husband from earning as much as he's been able to earn over mm. the past several years because he has pain and long-term, you know, uh, repercussions. And so we need to invest their insurance settlement money in a way that's very safe because it might be an income supplement immediately, mm. not a long-term investment that we can, you know, put into funds that have volatility. We had to be very careful with it because it might become a, an, you know, paycheck stream, if you will, right away. So that's one you know, way to look at it. In this couple's case, if they don't need the money now and maybe they want to talk about it as something to leave a legacy, there would be other ways to use it. So um, it's all about the details that are, you know, there are specific circumstances that would determine what to do with that money. And <clears throat> is there a fundamentally most important piece of information that you would need to get them started? A fundamental, most important piece. Yeah, of whenever uh, I when whenever I ask a question and it's kind of what, it's because it was a really badly asked question. <laughs> I did no. not ask it correctly. My apologies. No, that's okay. Yeah, in our world, uh, everything starts with what income do you need on a monthly basis right. that makes you happy, healthy, and your bills are paid. Mm -hmm. So once they've identified that. Everything else kind of flows. Sure, yeah. Because you say, I need this. Well, happily, your pensions and your Social Security more than cover what you need. Now we start talking about what do you want. Yep. We need, we want. In your case, <clears throat> the demonstration that you gave, the example you gave, what we need might, might require this money almost immediately. Need has to come first. Right. And there's no way to determine, gosh, should you buy a property? Should I uh, invest? Should I give money away? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump your brakes. Let's find out what you, you need, what you and your husband need first. Then we can make all the recommendations based on that solid piece of information. Mm -hmm. uh, I think your description was really, really good. It requires uh, not somebody maybe like lose financial advisor. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, hand me a check for 600 grand. I'll put it in a bunch of stuff and hopefully it'll go up. It, it, no, it, um, for all we know, they shouldn't invest any money. We don't know. No, we don't. There, there's just no way to know until we get the fundamentals. Yep. We're really good at fundamentals. 610-720-70. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh. What, do you, what do you figure? Five minutes, five and a half? Uh, yeah, 610-720-7900 if you'd like to squeak in under the wire and be the very last caller on a day where visibility has now dropped to about 150 yards out here, <laughs> maybe 200 yards. 
If if Andrew were here, he could cover that in 7.9 seconds. It's going to be slippery, though. Be careful. Yeah. All right. Next. Uh, how about this one? I have four grandchildren under the age of four. I would like to help them with their education, so I'm thinking about 529 plans. If I understand right, I can still control these funds and even take them back <clears throat> in the future, excuse me, if I need to. Does this mean they will be taxed in my estate? So, the, yes, you own the 529 plan. It's your money. Um, the child that it would benefit is a beneficiary, so you can change that at any time. So, yeah, it, it's yours. You don't need to... Um, it doesn't need to stay 529 plan money. It doesn't need to stay for education. However, you just need to be aware of the tax implications of that. So if money that you put in the 529 plan grows and then you take it out and not use it for the qualified educational expenses, you will owe tax on the earnings and uh, possibly a penalty depending on how you use them, spend the money after it comes out of the 529 plan. And the really good answer, the really good information is it's not in your estate. It's one of the few, it may be the only asset that I'm aware of that you own, control, and can spend to the very last moment, but it's not in your estate. So if you put a ton of money away for these four little ones, you still have all of that confidence of knowing I can draw on it, but it's not in your estate. Cool. How cool is that? 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Fred. Fred, good morning. Sir, I uh, just wondering some basics uh, about converting, or can I convert a traditional Roth, a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA? Okay. Does it, mean, does it matter when I purchase them, or how long I've had them, or? Actually, no. It's it. There are there there are not a great deal of constrictions uh, that that you have to be aware of in terms of doing a conversion. So. If you've put money into an IRA, uh, gosh, a year ago, two years ago, uh, that's not an issue. There are some restrictions in terms of pulling money out of a Roth IRA. Once it's been converted, you've got to have it in there for five years or longer. But no, uh, in terms of, hey, I've got money in an IRA that's been there 30 years, 30 days, uh, you can convert it basically at whatever point in time fits you best. So you're saying, though, but when you take, if it went to a Roth, Traditional, if you weren't paying taxes on it, you had to take the taxes out when you take it out. But if you put the Roth, you have to take it to take the taxes in. If you are converting, I'm picking a number out of thin air, fifty grand from an IRA to a Roth, you pay the tax in the year that you do the conversion. Okay. So, so you could uh, uh, convert it now and pay the tax next spring. Uh, once it's in the Roth, you can always pull out the original contribution. In my example, it's fifty grand. But any um, Profits that it might earn need to stay in that IRA for five years unless you wish to pay a penalty. Okay. So basically, if you, pay, if you convert it, you pay tax now on the, the, the basically the conversion. Mm-hmm. You should take it and then basically any profits you made on a Roth, if it's, more, if it's less than five years, you've got to pay the tax on the profits. Correct. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. God bless. Good day. We have four minutes left so we're going to turn the phones off for now if you have a question you can certainly still email us we take emails like 24 <laughs> 7 that's right because uh, we're not wrapped that tight we're we're really <laughs> into this stuff so if you have a question you can certainly send Alyssa an email a-l-y-s-s-a 
and askmtm.com, or you can give me a go, Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com as well. My mom, uh, my mom in Florida texted me to be careful driving home. And uh, my wife in Scioto just texted me that the roads there are very slick. Mm. Maybe so. we should stay here with John. <laughs> wow. That, that, was a, that was a fairly quick response. He closed his eyes and shook his head. He, just, uh, no. he wants to go home. It's, uh, well, I, I think we can make it to the office. Mm. Now you'll be fine. It's just going to take a while. Yeah, you just got to be very careful. Everybody out there, if you're listening, please, if you don't have to travel, don't. If you do have to travel, just take your time. Give everybody else tons of leeway because even though you're a very careful driver, most of the other folks out there are idiots. Well, not all, but most. morons, idiots and morons. Yes. and Morons, jerks, or both. All the above. Yeah. It's the, a Venn diagram. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, people are out there going, Venn diagram. Uh, you've been helping Andrew study for his SATs? No. No. Okay. Uh, we just have a few minutes left, so I want to make sure that we cover some very important information. Uh, I think Lou highlighted it best. If you are in a situation that you're uncomfortable you're not sure. You're not confident that you're getting the advice that you should have. You're not getting the results that you expected, uh, whether they be um, investment results as Lou, whether it be, um, gosh, an estate planning result like the uh, emailer that we talked about with uh, he just lost her, her father and, and her mom is doing her estate planning. Um, all you need to do is ask. All you need to do is ask. And in our More Than Money World Headquarters, we have the uh, real blessing of uh, working with some of the very best, not just uh, our partners, not just a, a Key Stroll or a Mark Basak or, or a Mike Pompey, Tiffany Shutta, but our team. We have some of the very best, uh, not just advisors, but people that you will ever meet. So if we can offer you those second opinions, if we can offer you hopefully the comfort of finding out, no, I'm in really good shape. I didn't realize I, I didn't understand. I'm actually doing really well. That would be a wonderful result. And there's no cost. There's no obligation. All you have to do is ask and you can ask lots of ways. Uh, you can certainly go to our website more than money online.com. I think it's a pretty darn good website. I think you'll check that out and uh, and find lots of information. You can send us emails, Alyssa at askmtm.com, Gene at askmtm.com. And you can certainly go old school. Old school is, um, hey, we're available electronically 24-7. You leave a message, we get back to you. Uh, and, of course, if you call during normal business hours, Monday through Friday, 830 to 5, you get to talk to wonderful human beings that can help. That's 610-746-7007. 610-746-7007. Folks, please be safe out there. We'll uh, be safe ourselves. And with God's good grace, we'll be back here next week on More Than Money. I'm giving